0: Hello, welcome to episode 48 of the Teeing Off Podcast. I'm your host, RJ McCullough. It is September 19th. The Tour Championship kicks off tomorrow. The last week of the 2018 PGA Tour Playoffs before the Ryder Cup gets going. The NHL has started up. The Leafs having their first preseason game last night. Leafs uh, sticking it to the Sens, but it's basically a junior B team those sends, and uh, they are already split squad on top of that. Uh, John Tavares looked good in the Leafs jersey, though, three points in his first game. Obviously not going to spend time on that because this is a golf podcast, but that stuff makes me very happy. And as a Bills fan, Jays fan, Raptors fan, and a Leafs fan, it's been sort of a tough life for sports. Tiger was my only uh, respite for wins, and he hasn't been winning. So uh, good to see, hopefully, a winning team Back in Toronto with Philippe Cicere. In terms of golf, this is a golf podcast. Got a lot to go through this week with the Tour Championship. Um, just off the list, we got going to go over some of the new rules of golf that are implemented for 2019. Sang Moon Bay, we're going to touch on his story. Uh, an unfortunate story coming out of Iowa. I'm just going to briefly touch on that. Uh, we have some new playoff rules for the FedEx Cup for 2019. A crazy end of the LPGA's final major, the Evian Championship. Jordan Spieth's situation, um, a suspension, a fine. That has apparently been resolved. i will touch on that. DJ and Paulina, the never-ending gossip train of them. <laughs> we have an update on them and a little story. Uh, Phil Mickelson got a couple clips, and we'll talk to her championship. Who can win? How can they win? All that good stuff. And um, I've got some picks. My last week picking versus Evan. And Ryder Cup is next week, so after that, it's going to be a little bit sad. But I don't want to think about that yet. Still got two great weeks of golf left, arguably the two. well, I'm going to say the two best weeks. But Ryder Cup, probably my favorite, probably my favorite event. That and the Masters. So um, looking forward to a good finish here, and Ryder Cup next week. So let's just get the podcast going. Okay, first up, we've got some new rules of golf for 2019. Now, I know this isn't the most exciting thing, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, I'm just going to go over the uh, the basics, kind of what the normal golfer will need to know going ahead. So, basically, the new modern nine rules, of golf, rules of golf have been finalized and released by the USGA and RNA. They will go into effect at the beginning of 2019. So, essentially, the general idea for this was Uh, To clarify some ambiguity around the guidelines, um, rules obviously aren't everyone's favorite thing. Most people that just play uh, recreational golf don't really follow rules anyways. But for those of you ever playing a tournament or if you're ever just having a match and you want to actually play by the rules, here's a couple things to keep in mind going forward. The number of rules has shrunk, which is good. There are now 24 rules, down from 34. Um, Some of the tweaks... uh, so let's look at things for the recreational golfer. The number one thing that's going to change for a recreational golfer is out of bounds. So previously, if you hit a tee shot or a shot at a bounds, you would hit a provisional. If you didn't hit a provisional and you thought, you know what, I'll find it, you would go up, look for your ball, don't find it. You got to go back to where you hit from, either the tee or the previous spot um, with two strokes. So you were losing time, strokes, it was just, it would hold up the whole golf course. Big issue. Um, so now, basically, you if you hit it out of bounds, you uh, no longer have to hit your third from the tee box or from where you were. Instead, you can play your fourth, so you're dropping, taking a two-stroke penalty from the fairway. They're actually going to let you drop in the fairway. Um, essentially, that you draw a line from where your ball went out of bounds, straight across to the fairway, and then back to where your shot was from. So it's kind of like a triangle. The top left uh, triangle is the fairway. Bottom is kind of where you hit from, and the right is where you went out of bounds. So you can kind of drop it anywhere in there, but the fact that they're letting you drop in the fairway, not have to go back, not have to take all that time, that's good news. Another tweak, the height of your drop. Usually players have to drop sort of from shoulder length, and a lot of times you'll see the ball roll out of the designated drop area. They'll have to keep dropping again until eventually there's are lot allowed to place the ball. Now you can take a drop essentially from knee height. Uh, so it's a big change from shoulder height. You can draw from knee height. Get a little bit better lie, a little more control on that. Um, not a big deal, but something to keep in mind. And you don't really have to go any more more over a lot of these. One other one. There's no longer a penalty for a double chip. So if you're unfortunate to have hit, a, say, a bunker shot or something that had out of the deep rough, you hit your ball once, your follow-through hits the ball again. That used to be, on top of the terrible shot you, were about to hit, you had just hit, you would also get a penalty stroke on top of that. So... Now that's gone. So, sort of just uh, making things a little easier here for the casual golfer, and that'll speed things up on the PJ Tour as well. So, uh, it will be interesting to see guys dropping ball from knee height. But uh, moving on, a happy story in the world of golf Sangmoon Bay. He, he was coming up on the PJ Tour um, a couple years ago. He, he was arguably the best Asian player. Um, he just had the best season of his career at the end of 2015 he won the Fry's.com Open which I now believe is the Safeway Open uh, he got nearly 2.6 million dollars in earnings he competed for the international team at the President's Cup which was actually in his home country of South Korea however though that still wasn't enough to get him out of a in South Korea there is a requirement that all males 18 to 35 complete a two year military commitment so he went to court to try and get a waiver from that uh, as a professional athlete, and he was denied. So he had to go to two years in South Korea in their military, but he's back, and he's back with a vengeance. He did uh, play some events on the PJ Tour this year, but obviously not playing golf for two years, being out of it, uh, trying to get back. He wasn't able to secure his tour card. He finished 202nd in the FedEx Cup standings, so he wasn't even that far out. But, uh, so he lost his PJ Tour card, but... He went to the Web.com uh, Finals, trying to earn his tour card back for this year, and he won the whole thing, winning the Albertsons Boise Open, so he rega- regains his PGA Tour card. He'll be back next year. Um, good for him. Good for him. Hopefully, he has a good bounce back season. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it: a lot of the Asian golfers on the PGA Tour uh, are pretty boring, and he is one that's not boring. So, um, kind of like you know when you watch Se si Kim. Seo si Kim is another South Korean player. Now uh, he, um, he's not boring to watch either. Sang Moon Bay not boring. So I'm looking forward to having Sang Moon Bay back on the PJ tour. Great story, and uh, hopefully he can get it back in there. No easy transition to this story. Uh, really sad story. I didn't even really want to talk about it, but it it's golf related and. Uh, not going to spend too much of time on it because there's still details waiting to come out. But we do have some details from Iowa State University golfer Celia Barquin-Arozamena. I'm sure I'm butchering that name, but and I apologize. 22 years old. She was found Monday in a pond some distance from an unattended golf bag at Coldwater Golf Links. Court documents said she had been stabbed several times in the upper torso, head, and neck. Police said she had been assaulted. Uh, they have charged Colin Daniel Richards, 22, with first-degree murder. Uh, Richards is homeless and has been living in the nearby woods. Um, police have spoken with a man who knew Richards, and uh, allegedly the man told police that Richards had told him recently of having an urge to rape and kill a woman. Unfortunately, he decided to go out and... Murder a very promising up and comer, coming Spanish golf prodigy. Uh, she was an accomplished young lady. She had won a European ladies amateur event in July. She was getting ready to join the LPGA tour. The sky was the limit. Um, just senseless, senseless act of violence. Very sad. I can only imagine what her family, her community, her team at Iowa State, everyone involved is going through just absolutely hate to see things like this it's it's tragic it's unnecessary could have so easily been avoided and uh, just just thoughts and prayers going out to the family uh, I mean I can't even imagine what they're going through um, so uh, just keep a thought for for Celia and her family and uh, just hope that this something like this never happens again again no easy uh, segue out of that but the PJ Tour has announced this week, they made it official that they're going to have a new FedEx Cup playoffs format starting next year. Uh, essentially, there's a couple changes. The way you have it now, obviously, four events goes down from top 20, 25 to 100 to 70 to 30. Winner gets 10 mil. Um, yeah, the points are reset going to the final event. Everybody basically knows how, how it goes now. Um, but the one thing the Tour does not, vehemently does not like, is a situation that's happened almost every season where the person that's winning the tour championship, the final event of the year, which we see this week, um, doesn't actually win the FedEx Cup. And so you have two winners on the last day. It's sort of anticlimatic. People don't really know. Like there's all these scenarios and all this. So they went in, they changed it. The FedEx Cup playoffs have now been reduced from four to three events. Now, again, this will all start next season. Um, the whole thing will conclude before Labor Day. The tour wants to have their own like August sports calendar. They kind of want to own August. There's not that much going on in August. So they will feature fields of 125 for the Northern Trust, 70 for the BMW championship and 30 for the tour championship, where of course the FedEx champion will be determined. The point structure for the first two events will remain the same. Um, and then there'll be a significant change to the format for the tour championship. So instead of a points reset at East, at East Lake, um, they're introducing a stroke-based bonus system related to the FedEx standings to the BMW Championship. So the FedEx Cup points leader after the first two playoffs events, they'll begin the Tour Championship at 10 under par. So right now, you would have Bryson DeChambeau starting tomorrow's round 10 under par. The next four players will start at 8 under through 5 under, respectively. So your rest of your top five, 8, 7, 6, 5 under... The next five begin four under, regressing by one stroke per five players until those ranked numbers 26 to 30, they start even par 10 strokes back. So essentially, the player with the lowest score at the end of the event, just like normal, will be credited an official victory in the Tour Championship and win the FedEx Cup. Um, there's also, I'm going to get into that in a sec, but there's also one more thing the new $10 million Wyndham Rewards Top 10. So if you finish top 10 in the regular season in the FedEx Cup, um, through the Wyndham Championship, uh, you will reap the benefits of the Wyndham Wyndham Rewards Top Ten. The leader will earn two million, followed by one point five million for the runner-up, with a tenth place tenth place finisher earning five hundred thousand. Additionally, each player in the top ten will be invited into Wyndham Rewards at its most exclusive Diamond level. Excuse me, unlocking all the travel perks and unique Wyndham benefits that go along with it. So. Uh, yeah, we got some increased activity towards the end of the season, trying to get that top 10 money. Uh, and then you got a change-up of the playoff system. A lot of flack going to this whole 10-under thing. Um, now I'm torn, and there's two sides here for me. The one side is uh, it actually makes it... E- I know it sounds weird, but it actually makes it easier for someone that's in, like 20 or worse to win the thing because right now, a guy like Pat Gazire, he's 30th going into this year's. Tomorrow's event, and for him to win the tour championship, it's essentially impossible. He has to win uh, Bryce Bryson and the top five all have to play bad. Everyone like he a whole slew of things have to happen. Now you may start further behind, but if you win, you win. So I like that aspect of it. The thing that I don't like about it, which I I don't know how to wrap my mind around this, is how they're giving out an official PJ Tour win when. I mean, first of all, the tour, the tour championship only has thirty players in it as it is. So you can make the case it's the easiest event to win already. Now you're giving a guy ten strokes over the rest over some of the field. Uh, It's it's not no one's starting from an even even spot. So to give an official PGA Tour win, uh, that's one thing that kind of irks me. I I don't like that because that's not it's just not fair. It'd be like having a hundred meter dash with the guy only having to run eighty meters. Or a NASCAR race where the guy starts a few laps ahead or something. Um, so that's that's the thing I don't like about it, but um, considering the way they have it now with like you can win the tour championship and not win the actual uh, FedEx Cup. I like it for that. Um, for that aspect of it. A lot of seeing a lot of flack though for the, you know, guys starting at ten under, nine under, eight hundred, blah, blah, blah. To me, uh, to me personally, that's not that's not really the issue. That doesn't bug me too much. The wi- actually getting a win does. So we'll see how this uh this plays out. We're gonna obviously get a lot of reaction from players, from fans, from the tour officials during this week. So uh yeah, we'll have a lot more on that as as time goes by. What do we got next? Ooh, okay, Angela Stanford. She has been on the PJ Tour, PJ Tour. LPG Tour veteran, she's 40, um, she's had an amazing career, uh, super, super, super sweet, amazingly nice woman. I've spoken to her a few times at the LPG events I've been to, just the kindest, nicest, most down-to-earth woman. And she has been through it in her career. Um, she's had, you know, she's come so close so many times. She was 0 for 76 in the majors 18 years of playing of majors. Um, she she lost in a playoff in the U.S. Women's Open 15 years ago. Um, she's won five times. She's been a staple on the American Soul Cup team, but she did not, uh, she has not won a major. She's come so close so many times, just didn't get it done. So going into Sunday, she was five shots behind at the day start. Um, she tied Amy Olsen for the lead after an eagle at the 15th. Um, roping a 7 wood to 6 feet making the putt uh, and then, so it looked like, you know what maybe this is the time she's starting to feel things Things are going well and then she double bogey the 16th so yeah, she doubles the 16th, she comes up to the par 3 17th, she makes a 25 foot putt, she's one back of Olson. then on 18 she hits her approach to 15 feet she thinks she's got this putt to get into a playoff perfect putt All curls all the way around the lip and ends up right behind the hole. So she's exasperated. She thinks, you know what? I, I th- this is another chance. I just blew it. As she was crying. She was really upset, like personally crying, not you know making a scene out of it or anything. So she's one shot back. Amy Olsen's coming up the final hole, and then Amy Olson pulls her final tee shot into the rough. She pitches out, and she makes double bogey. So as Stanford is signing autographs behind the 18th green. Olson, Mo Martin, and C.U. Kim all had putts inside 20 feet to force a the playoff. They all missed, and then Stanford gets the win. So amazing for her. Um, one of the most popular players on tour. A number of golfers came out, were, were uh, making statements on Twitter, were making statements to the media. Just, I mean, every, pretty much every big golfer on the LPGA Tour was coming out to say amazing things. Um, she's winless since 2012, and she, she's been right up there this year, and just just an amazing finish. The LPGA, people don't give it credit for whatever reason, but, I mean, I've talked to before about the, when you're actually at the tournament, the culture, the it's so much fun. They actually they treat people properly. They treat the fans like they're part of the experience. And on top of that, we've seen some crazy finishes in the LPGA, and we've seen some crazy incidents going back to, um, think of Lexi Thompson and her drop. Uh, you know, Brooke Henderson went in the Canadian Open a couple of weeks ago. Uh every single one of their majors this year has had a really, really good finish, uh, and and you see a lot more, not choking, because choking is the wrong word, but you see a lot, it's just a lot more, I don't want to say exciting, but it, it's, I recommend watching the LPGA, because they're, it's, it's just a different, it's di- so different than the PGA Tour, and I love it, and and I'm really happy for Angela Sanford, uh, I know a lot of people may not find it that exciting, but even just the fact that she's, Think of it this way. She's 40. She's up wanted She's come so close to a major her whole life. She thinks she has it in her grasp. She makes this great eagle, and then she has a double bogey. She bounces back. She thinks she has a putt to get into a playoff. She hits a perfect putt. It lips out, hangs behind the hole, something that is just kills you. And then the girl behind her gets a double bogey, and she wins the tournament. I mean, it all worked out. It was, it was a great finish. Um, I'm really happy for Angela Stanford. Next up, the PGA Tour says they have resolved Jordan Spieth's rules violation, and it is quote a win for golf. Uh, this story has potential to end up pissing me off, but right now, all we know is according to the PGA Tour, the Jordan Spieth scheduling violation saga has come to a conclusion, and according to the tour chiefs, the tour's chief of operations, fans will be pleased with the resolution. Uh, <laughs> I think anytime they say we're going to be pleased with something, we end up pissed off with it. But, so basically, um, after next week's Ryder Cup, Spieth will finish this season with 24 events played. That leaves them one short of a 25 event minimum, and it leaves them open to a fine of at least $20,000 or a possible three event suspension in accordance with tour policy. Last week, Spieth acknowledged he would obviously accept whatever the fine is, but uh, it appears that there's some sort of different resolution. We don't know what it is yet, which is the thing that's sort of annoying. Um... The tour chief of operations, as I mentioned, Andy Andy Pazder, he told the Golf Channel on Tuesday that the situation has been dealt with, saying, I've talked to Jordan and we've resolved it. We've come to a resolution. I'm not going to be able to share the details of that, but I will say the result is something that you will see next season. It's resolved in a way that's going to be a win for our tournaments and our fans and our golf and golf in general. So what I take from that is he's just going to add a new event that he hasn't played before, um, not a high-caliber event. Uh, For my hope, I'm hoping it's Canadian Open, but uh, unless it is, I won't care. So, like, you gotta send a message here. You gotta suspend him. You can't just. You think it hurts Jordan Speeth adding one event at a place he hasn't been? He'll probably just go and miss the cut. Like, you can't just let guys do whatever they want and then. Let them dictate how they want to get themselves off the hook. Like this, this is the type of stuff that pisses me off about the PGA Tour. And the fact that they say, oh, it's going to make the fans happy. We're doing this for the fans. $20,000 Jordan Spieth is nothing. You're not going to—don't do that. Letting him pick another event that he hasn't played in the last five years that he wants to go to next year, who cares? You've got to send a message. I, know I like Jordan Spieth. I know a lot of people don't, but this is the sort of stuff that makes— people hate him, is he's getting special treatment because he's a star and I don't like that. I don't like it. It's not fair. Suspend him for three events. Make an example. You have to make an example out of your top guys. You were willing to suspend Dustin Johnson for a season even though you wouldn't come out and say what it was for. You were willing to make an example out of him, make an example out of Jordan Spieth. You can't just skirt by the rules and then get to choose your punishment. That's bullshit. Another (sighs) iffy situation here. The whole DJ and Paulina Um. So, last week it came out that, uh, well, Paulina had been deleting all of her pictures off Instagram of Dustin, and it's 2018, and you're a celebrity. You can't do that without people noticing. So, she did it. People freaked out. Uh, There was some scenarios that popped up with this other woman that allegedly DJ and him are getting close. Yes, Sophia, something like that. And uh, so, that's where it stood as far as last week, and Dustin put out a tweet, every relationship has its ups and downs, but we love each other, blah, 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 saying they're going to work through it. Um, yeah, the, the whole situation is a little weird. I mean, they're engaged, they've been engaged for five years and they have two kids and then this happens. Um, so, DJ's tweet makes it seem like they're just going through some stuff, which, fair enough, everyone goes through some stuff. Uh, there's also, there's, funny enough, there's betting odds on whether Pauline is going to be at the Ryder Cup or not with Dustin. Uh, one little thing on a personal aspect of this story. So, I wrote a blog about this story when it first came out, um, just giving all the information, telling the story, what happened, who's involved. Here's what's going on. Now I received a bunch of messages actually from golf writers, multiple golf writers of older, older guys, saying that you know, leave that to the TMZ, leave that to the papers, blah blah blah. That's That's junk news, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm curious because in my world, you know, that's, it's 28, as I said, it's 2018. You can't just be a celebrity and delete that stuff from your profile and not expect to be talked about, especially when you're, you were just the number one golfer in the world. You just won in Canada. Your father-in-law is Wayne Gretzky, a national hero in this country, and... We want to know what's going on, especially at the Tiger story when every, no one wanted to report that story, and apparently everyone, not everyone, but there was enough where people should have been able to put that story together. People didn't want to lose their access. They weren't reporting it. Um, so I wrote a nice little blog with this, just kind of saying what's going on, not even saying, like, not even giving too much of an opinion. And uh, kind of got raked over the coals for it, had a, a tweet with literally had the description, because, you know, I was saying, well, hey, it gets clicked. It's an interesting story, blah, blah, blah. And... Um, reputation versus popularity was what I was told to be uh, cognizant of. Now, I'm curious if anyone hasn't, it, what other people think about this, because to me, like, it's a relevant story. Golf as a sport is I'm not, it's not the most exciting sport. There's not that many stories that go past golf into the mainstream. This one did. So, may while it may not be someone's favorite story to, or you may think it's a little bit like Bush League to report that, um, I think as a golf reporter, a golf writer, a golf blogger, we all sort of have this is a story that's important. It may not it may be sort of bullshit. It may be kind of grimy, but you know what? It's a story that's relevant right now that people are interested in. And I, for one, am going to report on that stuff. Uh, but I think it's interesting that there it just goes to that gap between the older journalists and the younger journalists and the way they cover golf. And uh, I think anything that is of interest to people, like we're not here to decide necessarily what is newsworthy and not newsworthy if you know what I mean I think as in this chair like if you're a a person covering golf for a living it's your job to share what's going on behind the scenes that other people that don't have that job wouldn't otherwise know now this this is on the I understand that there's a bit of a grey line here but to criticize and put down someone for writing about this I think is it threw me for a loop to be honest with you But I understand where they're coming from. No hard feelings or anything. It's just curious what other people have to say about that. And also curious if Pauline is going to be at the Ryder Cup. I assume she will, because if she doesn't, it's just going to get out of control. But um, whatever. This week, so I have a couple Phil, with it being the tour championship, Phil Mickelson's doing some Phil Mickelson things. Uh, First, he posted this. Um, clip uh, He captioned it, he tweeted this out He's been great on Twitter by the way He, he posted a tweet with a caption How's today's long range sniper shooting preparing me for the Ryder Cup Meditation, controlling my thoughts Breathing, heart rate, and connecting with the target Are critical for both And just listen 1,250 yards Slight crosswind Nailed it! Nailed it! That's the weirdest I've ever heard someone say. Nailed it! But feels uh, feels a jam on Twitter. Uh, so just his face, I said, turns nailed it. Such a fail thing to do. But so there's that. And now we are in the. Well, we're playing at East Lake East Lake this week. So this is my intro to uh, the Tour Championship. This week is the tournament where we we'll to be playing. And whenever I think of Phil Mickelson and the Tour Championship, this is the clip that comes to mind. I love it every single time. Ladies and gentlemen, your 12.55 tea time from Windermere, Florida, winner of 34 PGA Tour events, including the 2002 Masters Tournament, the U.S. Open... The Bay Hill Invitational, the Buick Open, the American Express World Golf Championship. All right, all right. No. That kills me every single time. If <laughs> you can watch that and not laugh, there's something wrong with you. I mean, that is hilarious. The comedic timing was perfect for Phil. Uh, the clip's better because you can actually, you know, see it. But um, <laughs> I love that audio clip. I laugh every single time. So, as that is the intro to the Tour Championship, we are in the final week of the 2018 regular season, which, yeah, it's a little sad, but it's... Nah. It was bound to happen eventually. Next week, we've got the Ryder Cup. After that, a little bit of downtime. um, But, hey, that's when we get to uh, talk about whatever we want. So, Um, Obviously, last week, Keegan Bradley defeated Justin Rose in a playoff to win the BMW. Uh, Keegan ended a six-year victory drought with the win... Runner-up Justin Rose vaulted into first place in the official World Golf Championship for so the first time in his career. Um, but yes, this week, this week the tour season comes to an end. Blah 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 blah. The 30 remaining players in the FedEx Cup playoffs will tee it up in hopes of winning as up to 12 million dollars by Sunday night. So basically, the top five players, if they win, they win the tour championship. Those top five would be Bryson, Justin Rose, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, and Justin Thomas. So if one of those guys win the tournament, they get the two million for the tournament and the ten million for the FedEx Cup. That's the twelve million trifecta. Uh, basically, the rest of the field needs to win and then have some other scenario to play out if they want to win the FedEx Cup. The course we're on this week, East Lake, it is a seven thousand three hundred eighty-five yard par seventy track in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, originally designed by Tom Bendelow, later restructured by, Do- restructured by Donald Ross. It is best known as, the course, Bobby Jones Learned the Game. Uh, so you take from that that it's obviously a very historic, traditional course. Uh, the tour first came to Eastlake in 1998. But it's been the, ho- the home of the event since 2004. Uh, some of the guys that have won, the really good winners of this course, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Phil Mixon, Vijay Singh, Obviously, Bobby Jones, the 1963 US Ryder Cup team won here. Uh, so many more winners. Just, it's a big names to play well here. Uh, do, 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 the previous, um, the routing of the course has been switched up a bit. Before 2015, the way the course was set up, it finished with a par three the 18th, which nobody likes. Nobody likes a par three to finish. Um, so they re like switched the ninth going into 2016. And the last two years, we've had. A Really, really good finishes. The 2016 eventually, or especially, uh, Rory was looking to win the FedEx Cup. He holed out for Eagle and went power birdie to get him into a playoff, uh, and he eventually won his first FedEx Cup title. Last year, Xander Schauffele birdied the final hole to beat Justin Thomas by a stroke. And so it looks like the flip worked. Hopefully, we're going to get another good finish this year, make it uh, three for three. As I mentioned, the top 30 um, in the year long FedEx Cup race, they'll be teeing it up, hoping to. Get the win uh, points have been reset and as it currently stands um, Yeah, as I mentioned DeShambo, Rose Fino DJ and Justin Thomas uh, They all have carte blanche if they win they win the whole thing some of the other players though uh, Keegan Bradley he won last week. He's in sixth. He I'll give you a taste of like kind of what everyone needs he, to win the Tour Championship He needs um, Bryson finishes second or worse and he finishes... He can finish as low as second and still have a mathematical chance. Uh, let's see. Tenth place is Cameron Smith. For him to win the Tour Championship... Sorry. For him to win the Fast Cup, he needs to win the Tour Championship. And number one finishes fourth or worse. Number two finishes third or worse. Number three finishes second or worse. Number four finishes second or first. And number five finishes second or, second or worse. Number 20... Oh, well, yeah. Number 20 is Tiger. So for Tiger to win, he has to win the Tour Championship. And... Number one, Bryson finishes 15th or worse. Number two finishes in a three-way tie for fifth or worse. Number three finishes third or worse. Number four finishes second or worse. Number five finishes second or worse. And number six finishes second or worse. So if Tiger wins, basically he needs Bryson to finish 15th or worse and everyone else to finish in the top five, top six, really, to finish outside of the top five. And then 30th, so this is... For Patton Kezire, 30th ranked player, to win the FedEx Cup championship, he needs... This is why I said that next year's rules will actually make it easier for the guys that are further down to actually win the thing. For Patent Kezire to win, he needs to win the Tour championship. He needs number one Bryson DeChambeau to finish 29th or worse. <laughs> 29th or worse in the 30-man field. He needs a second-place player to finish 9th or worse. And then the rest of the guys, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, all to finish... Third or worse. So, basically, Pat and Desire needs a miracle. But that's uh, that's where those guys stand in terms of needing to win. Um, we have some interesting T times. Like they, they pair the 30 and 29, 28 and 27, 26 and 25, all the way down. Those guys are paired together. I believe they re-pair after every round since there's no cut. I could be wrong on that, though. Uh, they're at least going to re-pair after the first two rounds. So. But I think it's after every round they reshuffle the pairings. So, uh, some notable pairings. Ricky Fowler and John Wrong. Tiger Woods will be paired with Tommy Fleetwood. Rory is a last-year champion, Zondra Shoffley. Brooks Koepka is with Bubba Watson. Justin Thomas with Keegan. Tony Fiano with DJ. And Bryson and Justin Rose as the top two will be paired together. Some other storylines. Bryson DeChambeau was looking to become the first player since Dagga Tiger Woods, y'all, in 2007 to win the FedEx Cup from the first-place position. Um, entering Eastlake. If not, he joins J-Day and Rory as winners of the of two of the first three events, but not the whole playoffs. Justin Thomas, Billy Horschel, and Rory McIlroy have a chance to join Tiger as the only two-time winners of the FedEx Cup crown, and Tiger looks to become the first three-time winner. Although, uh, as I mentioned, not much of a chance of that happening, but hey, wins the event. We'll see what happens. And uh, two, 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 two. what else we got here? We got some picks. Uh, myself and Evan, Evan Sheldon, Have been uh, going back and forth with picks all playoffs long Uh, We got one event left as it stands uh, Overall wins. I'm seven three and six. So I have seven wins. He has three wins. We've tied on six Uh, So I have the distinct advantage there money is close, but he has a lead in that he's at two million ten thousand I'm at one million eight hundred fifty three thousand. So that should come down to it pretty close Um, so our picks favorites this week, I got Rory. He's got Justin Rose. Mid tier guys, um. Tsh, tsh, have to edit that. Uh, Tony Finau, 20 to 1. Francesco Molinari, 22 to uh, 1. Dark horses, I got Billy Horschel at 30 to 1. He's got Keegan Bradley at 51. Uh, long shots, I got Paul Casey at 55 to 1. He's battling an injury. So if he withdraws, I got Bubba Watson taking his place. And Mark Leishman for Evan at 60 to 1. And we have an ongoing head to head battle for the whole playoffs. Uh, Justin Thomas for me versus greed for him. So that's where that stands. Um, should be a good week. Uh, it's interesting with 30 players in the field. Like I said it's kind of like the easiest tournament to win, but it's also the hardest tournament, one of the hardest tournaments to get into. So a um, bit of a double-edged sword there. And aside from that, we got the Ryder Cup coming up next week. Uh, some, some storylines starting to come out of the way the course is being set up. They're heavily favoring it, exactly how the Europeans want it, which is what they should do. It's their... It's their prerogative. It's their event. So uh, look out for that. That is reminder on that. It's a three-day event. It starts, the President's Cup's four days. The Ryder Cup's three days. Go 36 holes Friday, 36 holes Saturday, and then Sunday singles. The Thursday and Friday is split up into foursomes and four ball, which is best ball, essentially. Uh, the best, you know, the best or Amer- the two Americans, the best score on the whole gets taken. Same with the Europeans. Um, and then you also have alternate shot which obviously you alternate your shot with your partner. Uh, and that will go down probably the best, best event of the year. So um, I'm sure there'll be some cool promos and all that coming out. We had our last picks. So everyone's, everyone's good to go for that. Um, so the drama is going to start ratcheting up for that. I'm sure we'll start seeing some chirps between the teams, some some drama, some tension. Uh, so, yeah, look out for that during the week. and uh, Let's hope Tiger can get it done this weekend. It would be nice to see him uh, string it all together for four days. Uh, going to the Ryder Cup But you never know All in all It should be a really good week Lots of scenarios And storylines to look out for uh, You can always reach out to me On Twitter At R-J-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H Otherwise check out Teeingoffblog.com Got all my articles And everything up there And uh, thanks for listening And I'll be back next week This is episode 48 Of Teeing Off And I'm R-Jim Take care